The Second Act podcast is brought to you by Chin Whiskers Beard and Hair Care. Chin Whiskers is an affordable, Canadian-made, 100% natural men's grooming line. It's available at your local Tommy Guns Original Barbershop, Amazon, or at chinwhiskers.ca. Welcome to the Second Act podcast. Welcome back to the Second Act podcast. Today we have a great guest. Someone from Instagram and TikTok, someone that you may know as Jennifer White or Word Up with Jen. Uh, her videos of uh, dancing and embarrassing her children and her positive message are kind of everywhere. My wife was, would show me these videos of this woman who was dancing to all this old school hip hop that we all grew up with. And she always had such a, a infectious enthusiasm and a positive message behind everything. And uh, when I got looking into what she was about, the, the links in her bio, so to speak, she'd created a whole positive living lifestyle um, in, in the second act of her life. She, she goes into her story and talks about, you know, kind of getting to where everybody else was and thinking there's got to be more than this. And, and she takes her family on a, on a you know, a pretty wild ride where she, she amasses 50,000 Instagram followers watching her uh, dance and, and do all these fun things and it, it's it's a interesting kind of story hearing how she got there and and what she's getting out of it and what she'd hoped to get out of it and and if those things are matched up uh she was she was a very gracious guest with her time uh, she was feeling a little under the weather and she managed to uh to find some time where she was feeling well enough to sit down with us so without any further ado please welcome to the second act podcast jennifer white thank you so much for having me it's a pleasure to be here well, we couldn't be happier to have you. It's just such a great opportunity when we see somebody out on social media, TikTok and Instagram doing the things that you're doing and you're Canadian. So we get an opportunity to promote within uh, within our great country. And it's just uh, a lot of fun to see the things that you're doing and, and get you on to talk a little bit more about them. Why don't you take everyone in the audience through kind of who you are and how you got to this point? Yeah, I mean, for me, I think I've always sort of been somebody who was looking for a bigger purpose in life. I think I felt that at a very young age. And um, when I got into my 20s, uh, I was diagnosed with an illness called Crohn's disease. And that was the first time in my life that I actually felt like my wor- world had been sh- shook up. I was always healthy before that, you know, lived a really happy life and everything was happy-go-lucky. And then when that happened, I wasn't really sure what my future was going to be like. So going through that, I really had to take a step back and look at what was important in life. And for me, I realized that my health was so important and I took it for granted, not intentionally. It just happens. I think most people do, right? When you're healthy and things are well, you just take it for granted. Not that you, you want to, but it just sort of happens that way. And so once I I got past that and I had surgery and I came out of it and I was healthy after that, it just gave me such a new perspective on life Mm -hmm. and an appreciation for life. And from there, you know, I just kind of went on. I graduated from university. I met my husband in my 30s and started a family. And then again, in my 30s, um, things were going well. I was living a normal life and I had so much to be grateful for, but I always had this feeling. It was almost like this like tug, this nudge that I could not ignore. 
that I wasn't using myself to the best of my ability. Um, so to give you a little bit of a background, I work for the federal government in the IT department, but I went to school to be a teacher. And so working for the federal government, it's been a good gig and, uh, you know, it was something that I've always appreciated and enjoyed, but at the end of the day, I just didn't feel fulfilled. I was like, I don't think this is what I was meant to do with my life. And I know now that the reason I felt like that so often was because it was like my intu intuitive voice telling me that, Jen, pay attention to this. You need to do something different. You don't know what it is right now, but it will come to you. Do the work. And that's kind of where everything sort of all started. So you're, you're, you know, having this reasonably successful career by, by any kind of outward measurement, things are going well. You've, you've met, you know, your husband, you're, you're having these healthy babies and, and that's kind of, you know, societally, that's the measure, right? I mean, right. the, the 2.6 kids in the house and the white picket fence. And, and was there, uh, was there like a, uh, was it a mental health thing that kind of you knew that it was going on and, and that was gnawing on you or did did something happen that presented this opportunity for you to, to show that inner voice or, or how did you stumble across kind of the outlet that became Word Up with Jen? Well, I think it, it, in my 30s, having three uh, children in my 30s, um, I'm sure any parent can relate to, you know, the fact that life gets busy and things change um, as a couple, right? You have expectations, you have expectations of yourself, you have expectations of your partner, and just the dynamics change. And for me, um, I think just in today's society, especially, I mean, for, for both moms and dads, but I think it may be a little bit more so for moms, is that there's this expectation that you have to do it all, right? That you you're either you're working or, you know, you're working at home, raising your children. Um, but then, you know, you're, you have to have a clean house and cook healthy meals and spend time with your children and do all the things. And for me, I just felt like I could never live up to that expectation. And um, it wasn't that anybody else was making me feel like that. I think I was putting that pressure on myself. And instead of saying to being open and like with my husband and saying, you know what, like I'm overwhelmed. Can you please help me with this? Or I just kept a lot of it inside because I'm, I'm a middle child growing up and my personality was always be the cooperator. I was always worried about other people's feelings and not really speaking my own voice when at the time, I didn't see it as, you know, I, I always thought it was a great quality to, be, you know, to think of other people. It is a great quality, but when you're constantly silencing your own voice, you know, for a very long period of time, that's not a good thing. So I started to kind of come into my own and realize, like, Jen, you need to speak up for yourself. You need to ask for help. You need to, you know, figure out what's going on and let go of these expectations so I think, yeah, there definitely was a mental health aspect to it, even though, you know, I may not have realized it at the time, but definitely it was, I think it was part of the whole, I would say shift in me saying, okay, I need to figure out who I am, not as a mom, not as a wife, not as a sister or any of all those labels that society places on me, but I need to find out who Jen is. And, and I knew, I just had this feeling deep down that if if I could go deeper and figure out who I was and where I wanted my life to go, that 
things would change and things would shift. And it didn't happen overnight. Like, like anything, it's a process, right? Um, but it was like a light bulb just went off. I just got so tired of feeling this nudge that like, I'm like, I was almost like mad at myself. I was like, why are you feeling like this? Like, you're healthy, you have a family, you have a roof over your head, you have food on the table. Like Jen, like you're grateful for all this stuff, but why, why are you feeling so unfulfilled? And, you know, I think a lot of people feel like that, but most of us, we just kind of, you know, sweep it under the rug because we're so busy with our lives. Um, but when it keeps coming back, it keeps coming back. You just get to a point, I think, where you make a decision like, okay, I need to, I need to figure this out. And, and that's what happened with me. And that's, there's an interesting kind of uh, two sentences you put back to back in there. And I, I just want to ask you a little bit about it. You said it was a process and then it kind of very quickly after you said the light went on. So is that like the, the process of you feeling this way was drawn out? It wasn't something that came right on. And then kind of your realization that you needed to do something about it was the light that came on. Like, was that kind of quickly yeah, it was, apparent to you? Yeah, absolutely. It was years. I, I would say I felt like this for most of my 30s. So we're talking like 10 years. <laughs> I had my first wow. child when I was 30. Um, I got married when I was 31. And um, yeah, I mean, throughout my entire 30s, raising my children when they were young, I always had this feeling going on. And I wouldn't say that I was unhappy. I definitely wasn't unhappy. I think happiness is kind of tied into fulfillment. But I feel like fulfillment is a little bit of a different um I don't know. There's just a different feeling that comes with fulfillment because you feel like you're part of a bigger um, um, like purpose in life. Whereas I feel like happiness can, can be so many different things, right? It can come from external things. It can come from within yourself. It can come from, you know, going on a vacation, right? Whereas I think yep. fulfillment is definitely something that goes much deeper than that. Um, and for me, yeah, that light bulb was the, for me, was the decision of, okay, enough is enough, <laughs> you know, uh, pay attention, your intuition is telling you to follow this, and so do something about it. And that started a chain reaction of me um, diving into personal development very, very heavily. And when I say personal development, there's a lot of things that come with personal development. But for me, the first thing I decided to do was to start meditating because I needed to go, I needed to find that space within myself and kind of drown out the outside world. And I remember this would have been five years ago, five, six years ago when I first started meditating. Um, I would come up to my room and I would close the door and I would say to my kids, because they would knock on the door <laughs> and they'd be like, mom, yeah. what are you doing in there? And I'd be like, I'm just, I'm meditating. I just need like five minutes. And I was trying to kind of explain to them what I was doing. And I felt so awkward. And I felt so just having those conversations with my kids. I was like, what are they going to think? Um, you know, do they think that, you know, this is really strange? What is mom doing? But I, I just tried to be as open and honest with them and make it, you know, and I explained to them, like, I, mom just needs time to clear her mind. I need time to um, kind of go back and figure out who mom is. And this helps me to do this helps me to do that. And it was the best decision I ever made. Um, and I mean, I when I started meditating, even now, I'll meditate for short periods of time. I don't meditate for, you know, 30 to 
minutes to an hour. I use guided meditations because I find it helps to keep me more focused. So my mind's not wandering off, but it really was a game changer for me and helping me just carve that space out. Even if it was five minutes a day to just like be silent and still and just have time for me. And then uh, with that, I was reading a lot of personal development books. I was surrounding myself with positive people. I was listening to affirmations and saying them every day. I was, um, you know, listening to podcasts like this and getting inspired and filling my brain with positivity day in and day out and rewiring my brain to think in a different way. And in doing so, it completely changed my internal script and what I thought about myself and what I believed about myself to be true. That's um, that that's an interesting kind of concept about how you you talk about how your kids reacted and how you explained it to them because, you know, I my wife's you know in her late thirties and we have a couple of a teenager and one who's not quite and and there's a lot of uh, like I don't know if guilt's the right word but to for a mom to just take that time for herself and and reset that internal wiring so to speak. Um, did you like you feel like you're sound when you talk about it you're kind of fairly confident you knew what you needed was it that easy for you or did you have some of those moments of you know I'm am I being a good enough mom and, and stuff like that or were you like no this is what Jen needs to make Jen happy today and it's only five minutes up in my room and I'm gonna go take it or, or was it more than that because you kind of breezed through it and I just I want to know if it was that easy for you or not no, I think, I mean, I believe that in life, that timing plays a really important role in so many things. And I think the reason why I didn't explore, um, you know, really going heavily into the whole personal development thing and trying to figure out who I was in my 30s is because I was raising a young family. And I wasn't, I realize now that even though, I, you know, I always hope oh, I should be reading. I love to read. I haven't done it in so long. At the end of the day, I was exhausted. I was tired. I just wanted to go to bed. So yeah. I think for me, it was it was timing. The reason I was feeling such a strong pull in my once I turned forty in my early forties is because my kids were were a bit older now, right? And so I had more flexibility. I had more time in my day. I could explain to them what I was doing. They would understand what I was doing. Whereas Whereas when the kids were smaller, I just really didn't have a whole lot of time in the day and my mindset wasn't there. Um, I definitely could have included it in my day if I had been very intentional about it and had wanted to do it. Um, not that I didn't want to do it, but I just think the timing for me wasn't, wasn't right because I was raising a young family and, you know, that was the stage of life that I was in. That's where, that's where I was. Um, and yeah, I just think I, I probably if all those feelings were always there, but I just kind of kept like, you know, shoving them aside <laughs> and then they yeah. would come back and then I'd shove them inside and I'd be like, oh, you know what? Next month I'll read that book or next month I'll do that or I'll join this class or whatever. And it never happened until, you know, I think that feeling got so strong, but I believe that feeling got so, so strong because the timing was right. 
I mean, I get a lot of parents will ask me, especially with young kids, and they'll say, you know, I don't just don't have time for that stuff. And, and for me, what I realized, too, is that like time is of the essence. And when you're raising a family, especially when your kids are young, or even just if you're busy in general, you don't even have to have children. When you're really busy, you know, your time is precious, and you want to do things that, you know, make you feel good. And, you know, sometimes that's just, you know, resting and going to bed and sometimes self-care can even feel like work. Um, and as we kind of go through, like I'll, my, what, my strategy, my word up um, page, it's, it's, it's actually named word up because it is actually based on a life approach that I created along the way to help me live with more positivity and to live inspired and to, to, you know, to live aligned with the person that you feel like you're meant to be. Um, and my strategies are always things that you can, can incorporate into your daily life already because nobody wants more homework to do. Nobody wants more assignments. Um, so for me, like if it's not something that I can incorporate into my own life, um, yes, I can make small changes. But I need, it needs to be feasible for me. It needs to be something realistic. And I need to be able to, like, example for a podcast. I started listening to podcasts in my car when I went to work because I was sitting in traffic for an hour. And I was like, okay, I'm going to use this pocket of time to, instead of being upset for the fact that I'm in traffic again, <laughs> or, you know, yeah. I, I'm and you know just watching everybody sit there being upset and frustrated I'm going to put on a podcast and listen to something that's going to fuel my mind and so I started doing things in the pockets of time that I had and that's I think is the trick to anybody who wants to you know work on themselves or you know even to do any sort of personal growth is to start where you are and do what you can with what you have and where you're at in life and you don't need to do it all at once. Pick small things that you can incorporate into your life and go from there because it will snowball. That's usually how it happens. So did you did you find a couple of things that you wanted to try when you were going down this road, when you found your pockets and it didn't quite work for you? So that led you to to kind of create something or did you kind of build to the point before you started anything that you had this idea in mind and you were going to create something for yourself that worked for you? For me, my, I think my number one objective when I started doing personal growth was to figure out what I was put on this earth to do. I wanted to know that answer. And that's, I know that's no, no small task. Just, no just small that, task. right? No small task. And I, I hear from a lot of people, you know, that they think about that as well. But sometimes that that word purpose can be very overwhelming and people get frustrated because like me, I wanted the answer to fall from the sky, right? And just tell me what that was. And, you know, a lot of the times it just doesn't happen that way. It's a journey. It's a process of figuring that out. And so I had read something. Um, I can't remember who it was by, but I was reading this article and they talked about the word purpose and said, forget the word purpose and replace it with the word curiosity. What are you curious about? Start writing things down that you're curious about and follow them. So again, like, you know, I would see a quote on social media. Oh, okay, that resonates with me. Or I'd see something and I'd be like, oh, that looks like fun. Um, I should, you know, I should go out and try that. Or I want to go out and try that. But before I wouldn't have done it because I would have been too fearful to do it. 
but in changing my, my mindset over, you know, so many years, I started following those curiosities and started doing those things, even though I was so uncomfortable, even though, you know, um, I signed up for a dance class. And um, as you know, from my word up page, I love to dance. It's an adult class. And I hadn't danced since I was eight years old, like in an actual class. And I was terrified because the first day of class, she tells us that we're going to be performing on a stage in a recital at the end of the year. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, I can't do that. That's so embarrassing. What if I fall? What if I forget the steps? All those things were going through my mind at the beginning. And then I was like, no, Jen, you know what? It's about having the courage to do it, to get up on that stage and to do it. Who cares if you trip? Who cares if you fall? Who cares if you if you forget the steps? Nobody's really going to care, honestly. And you know what? The fulfillment that you will get for pushing yourself to do something new and to try it, that's going to be so rewarding for you. And that's really what I started doing. Started following my curiosities. And what brought me to the whole creator, content creator, influencer, because um, I'm sure you're probably going to ask me about that. It was a total... I would say fluke. I am very intentional about it now, but I will say that I had been on Instagram and Facebook and, you know, social media for not TikTok um, for a while for about four years, posting tons of personal development stuff and all these inspirational quotes and all this stuff. And I had a very small following, maybe like a hundred people. And it just wasn't really going anywhere. And so I was thinking, you know, in my mind, I knew deep down that I wanted to um, teach personal growth strategies to people. Like I felt like that was my purpose. I kind of figured that out along the way. And so that's where I was, that's why I was posting a lot of it on social media. And then the pandemic hit. And then my kids were looking at TikTok or doing a TikTok dance or something. And I said, what is that? And we were joking around. I said, oh, show me one of those dances. And um, they showed me one and I did it with them. And we laughed and it was hilarious. I was terrible. And my daughter set up my account and I got on there and I was scrolling through and I thought, oh, there's some actually some funny stuff on here. And there's like some business people on here. There's some like a lot of, you know, educators on here. And wow, this is pretty cool. I had done my vision board for that year in um I always do this every year I always do a vision board to kind of highlight what I want for my life and what my goals are for the year and at the bottom of that vision board I had a big um like cutout of the word create I didn't put anything else on it like how I was going to create I just put the word create and I knew that I was going to do something creative but I didn't know how and so I started doing TikTok um, and I thought, hey, this is a different way for me to, you know, do some fun stuff in a different way, do some positivity videos and sort of share what I've learned. And hopefully I can bring a smile to somebody's day, especially during the pandemic. And that's what it was about for me. I was like, I just want to make, you know, I want to feel good and do something fun and I want to make other people smile. And it kind of just took off. And um, yeah, I mean, I can't even, ex I can't even explain it, um, you know, but I do believe that taking that step 
to do, to try something different. And honestly, I had so many reservations about joining TikTok. I was like, I'm a 40, I'm a 40, at the time I was 46, I'm a 46 year old woman. What the hell am I doing on TikTok? People are going to laugh at me. My friends are going to be like, what the hell is she doing? Um, I, I was like, my kids are going to like disown me. This is, this is like crazy. Um, but I was like, you know what? It's something different and I'm going to do it. And I believe that taking that chance is what put everything else into motion. And what I mean by putting everything else into motion is that when I started my Word Up page, again, I was saying I had 100, maybe 100 people on it four years ago. Um, when I started posting reels, my account started to grow. And I started to get people who were there because they were either interested in like my 90s or my, like, my old school music and the fun that I was having with that or embarrassing my kids, embarrassing my teens, or the inspirational stuff that I was posting. And I realized my creative outlet, like my desire for being creative, this is how it came out. And, you know, for me, it was a way to express myself in a completely different way, but to also stay aligned with the message that I was trying to share. Um, and then it just turned into, I started getting, you know, um, offers from brands to do ads, um, and, you know, to work with, with different companies. And I never, ever would have thought that I would be doing things like that, or even, you know, that anybody would even want to work with a 40, now 47 year old mom with three kids to, to do ads and videos. And so, you know, it's like, it's just taking that first step is is so important and do trying something new and doing because you never know where it's going to lead you well and that's that's kind of the the whole crux behind this podcast was i met some people that had like a whole first life and then they were doing this second thing and it whether or not it was wildly successful or a passion project or they just couldn't do what they were doing anymore um, and it all starts with with that. At some point, somebody takes a chance and they put themselves out there and they say, "This is who I really am." And and I mean, with your with your videos and and the stuff that you post, it's it's pretty obvious that's who you are. Your you know your enthusiasm uh, <clears throat> can't be faked that many times in a row. You know what I mean? It's it's just not possible. And and it's it's really fun to watch because you know you do a lot of the things you know, the embarrassing kids and stuff. And that's, that's fun and funny and stuff. But, but it's not all that, right? It's not all gags and pranks. It's like, there's some real stuff in there that, that it's, I find, you know, you watch the second time, and you get a little something different out of it. And you watch the third time. And it's like, okay, there's like layers here. And if I just want to scroll through reels and, and watch the 46 year old lady dance to naughty by nature, I can do that but also I can watch the next one where there's something a little bit more there. Was it, you know, like, do you, do you like the confidence that it takes to start layering that stuff in and taking it a little more seriously and, and making sure that you still get your message across? Was that a conscious thing or, or is that just who you are again? And it's just, that's how you do, that's how you manage this page. Uh, it's definitely, I have to be very conscious of it for sure. Um, because I mean, I still have my nine to five, I still work for, you know, for the government, um, this I do 
uh, on the side because, it, like I said, it, it's just it's a way for me to express myself and it's a way for me to connect with people all over the world. And, um, you know, if I get a message, if somebody sends me a message and says, you know, I was having a really down day today and, you know, one of your videos made me laugh or it made me smile, the the fulfillment that I get from from that is in knowing that, you know, you don't have to do something that's this like huge grand thing in order to make a small impact, right? Like it can be the smallest things that can make a difference in somebody's life. And so I always remember that, you know, there's somebody else on the, you know, on their, on the other side of that screen, it's a real person. Um, and I have to be intentional about incorporating the inspirational stuff because what happens with social media and I mean, if you were to scroll back and look at my early TikToks, I always talk about like, you know what, numbers is just, it's vanity metrics. That's what social media can, can do to you, right? You think, oh, I have 100,000 followers. Oh my God, it's amazing. But it's like a drug. It, they do that so that like, you know, it's like, okay, well, I want to get to 120. I want to get to 150. I want to get to 200. And so it's like, you think, okay, the more followers you have, then it's like the more worth I have as a creator. And I've always expressed that right from the very get go, that these are apps, these are, you know, computers. <laughs> and you're never going to be able to control what happens, you know, behind the scenes and with the algorithms and stuff. And a lot of it is luck. A lot of it is good content. Um, but you know, you cannot place your worth on your numbers. And what those numbers are, they can fluctuate, they can go up and down. So I have to be very intentional about what I'm creating, making sure that, um, you know, I'm not just creating the videos because you can get caught up in that because the videos with my kids and the videos that, you know, of me dancing or doing something always tend to do better than the videos that I'm really passionate about when I'm speaking or sharing something that I'm really passionate about. Those videos always do do less when it comes to say views and metrics and things like that but you know what for me I think you know what it's important to me and I feel like you know if it touches one person that's all that matters so I try and, and shake it up like I'll do one you know with the dancing and then maybe one with my kids and then I'll throw in my personal development so it's got a little bit of, of everything yeah and that's like I'm very early on in my my journey doing this where I put myself out there I started in April and I've had a couple of those moments where somebody's reached out to me or uh, or reached out to somebody that knows me and said you know this specific episode really spoke to me and and that is better than when I go look at my numbers and one episode does substantially better you know and and it's really hard not to say well what did I do different there that and try to replicate it it's like no that one just resonated for whatever reason and the right person heard it and passed it along and and you know whatever however it works and and the the next one that might not do as well it, it, it's just as worthwhile and it was worthwhile of my time to to record and edit and post it just didn't do as well and I don't have the numbers that you have like it's not on the same scale but it's kind of the same thing when I open up my my show's Instagram page and there's like you know, 30 comments on something, it's, it feels really good. And then, yeah, absolutely. And then the, ne the next one, it, it, when I thought it was just as good and it doesn't generate that, it can kind of be a bummer, but I'm not doing this for the likes or the comments. I'm doing this because 
I just I, I enjoy meeting and chatting with interesting people who are doing interesting things with their life. And if nobody ever listens to this, but I get to hear your the background of what's going on at Word Up with Jen, I think I'm, you know, that much better for it. So so that's why I'm doing it. And it's just interesting on your scale to kind of hear that, yeah, there's still those ebbs and flows, even even though you have 50,000 followers. And if you take my mom away, I have 50. Um, it's 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 the same thing, right? Yeah. And like, like you're saying, I think it comes down to, you know, being genuine and what you're doing and that will resonate with people. Um, you know, we, one thing that I have learned in, you know, being in the social media world is that people can be very cruel. And that was really hard for me once my account started to grow and, you know, all the, the nasty comments started showing up, you know, and I remember the first, you know, couple that I saw, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I don't need this. Like I, I, I do, I work hard to, to keep my mental health good and to, you know, stay positive. And I don't need this type of negativity from complete strangers. Um, but you know, like with anything, it's, you learn that it's to, as you build confidence, I think as you take chances in life, you start to realize that, you know, what is important and what's not. And the things that used to bother you before, and you you can shrug off much easier now because you have a different perception of things. And now when someone sends me a, a nasty message or they'll say something, you know, that's mean, a lot of times I'll respond with humor. I'll send a message yeah. back and be like, they'll be like, you're the most terrible dancer I've ever seen or something. And I'll write back and be like, haha, yeah, you're right. <laughs> right. With a smiley face or something, because I don't know what's going on in their life. And honestly, I feel empathy for them that they are spending their energy, you know, sending mean comments out to people and trying to make people feel bad. And so for me, like I, instead of feeling angry at them, I feel like, okay, I send out like a little, like, all right, you know, send them, send them some good vibes because they need it more than I do. So I try and switch the script a little bit, you know, when it comes to that stuff, but it's not an easy thing. I said it at first, I was like, Oh God, you know, this is yeah. crazy, but I've learned to, to deal with that and just, you know, shrug that stuff off now. So, so why don't you take out the, the listeners a little bit and kind of explain to them what word up is and, and, and kind of what you created the the roadmap to what got you there and, and kind of roll it out a little bit for for everyone who's listening so um i said along this whole personal growth journey i started doing um i knew i wanted to teach this stuff so i started doing uh, mindset workshops for kids in my area called sparkle and that was kind of the kicker that got everything going and me actually teaching what i was learning so once the pandemic hit that kind of stopped um and so i had to you know, kind of put that on the back burner for a little while. And so I started doing, uh, working on a course on online courses, teaching the word up life approach. Um, I'm actually launching the first course very soon. So uh, I'm really excited about it. So word up is obviously, if you grew up in the 80s, you probably know the song word up by cameo. And my favorite genre of music, I mean, I love I love so many different genres of music, but I am a, I'm a huge like R&B and like hip hop fan, like all the old school stuff. Um, you know, I even grew up listening to, you know, like Depeche Mode and like all that kind of stuff. Like I had such a wide range of music, 
but that's my favorite. So I was in this, it's crazy how this intuitive idea came to me one day and I was like, the song was playing in my head and I just thought, okay, it came to me that I was like, word up, okay, wisdom, optimism, resilience, desire, uniqueness, and purpose. And I just thought about all, those were all the sort of things that I had worked on throughout this whole, you know, journey of trying to discover myself and started applying strategies in all those different areas to kind of figure out who I was and what I wanted to do, you know, with this second act <laughs> of my life. Um, and so the, the word of wisdom, the wisdom is more about just how to find your own voice and, and like how to listen to your intuition and use it. And to, you know, pay attention to the signs and synchronicities that are happening all around you, like how to actually build that muscle so that you feel like you actually have control over your life and that you actually feel intentional about what you're doing. Because a lot of people wake up every day and they're just, they feel like they're just existing, but they're not living, right? The way they feel like they really want to be living. So that's the basis of the wisdom and the optimism is all about building a positive mindset and how to use that in life to, to basically just get over difficult things um, when you're experiencing challenges, how to, you know, surround yourself with positive people and to use positivity as a force to uh, help you live a happy life. And then the R is resilience. And that's just, you know, really being able to deal with difficult times and move through them and still being able to, um, you know, be grateful and find, you know, happiness in times when it's really hard to do that. And also being able to use your stories to inspire other people, because we all have stuff that has happened to us. And a lot of people feel shame and, you know, about things that have happened in their life. But you can turn that into a positive because if you've been through it, so is somebody else. And yeah, for um, sure. sometimes, sometimes it's just having a conversation with someone who can relate to what you're talking about. So I think that's really important for, you know, for us to use our stories in a way that can bring healing to ourselves and to also to other people. And then the D is desire. And that's all about knowing what the hell you want in life. <laughs> because a lot of people don't know, you know, it, that's kind of, I think where the mid, middle age crisis comes in, like what the, I'm 40 something years old and I still don't know what I want to do with my life. Like, how do you get, like, how do you figure out what it is that you're passionate about? How do you, you know, figure out what your innate gifts are and what talents you were given in order to make a difference, in order to to make your life feel like you're living with purpose. And then the you is uniqueness, and that's all about being yourself, not changing yourself for anyone else, and, you know, using your unique talents, like I was saying before, to, um, to make a difference. And the last one is purpose, and that is, you know, finding out what you were meant to do and ways in to discover that. And so, I mean, it's a mouthful. It's a lot in the, in the word up. Um, but for me, it was a process and it was different phases of self-awareness that brought me to where I am today. So that's why for me, it's like a, it's like a life approach that I've adopted in my life. Well, I have to tell you, um, when I, when I looked it up and started looking into it, I was, I was devastated to find out that D didn't stand for dancing. <laughs> well, it can, it can. 
I, I think I probably uh, throw that in there every now and then. <laughs> Dancing is definitely um, included in the uh, the whole optimism and positivity and finding things that make you happy. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that's it's interesting that you talk about resiliency um, because using your experiences and stuff like that, I find that for all the negative things about social media, um, and and there's there are you know there are lots. Uh, it has kind of given people an opportunity to build these safe spaces to share these experiences and help people. And I think that's important to mention that, you know, people like you creating things like the, the community that you have, you know, you have given people this opportunity to tune in to, to see what Word Up With Jen's doing today and something uh, that, that invokes in them that, hey, I'm going to send her a note and tell her that I was down. And then I saw this post of hers and it made me smile it made me laugh it reminded me of something and and fostering that so that we can share these experiences because to your point everyone's had them you're not like there's almost no experience anyone can have that they're the only person that's ever had and you know when the world was a much smaller place uh you, you may not have anybody in your life that's ever you know that you could put your your finger out and touch that's ever had that experience and i don't think that's the case if you know how to use kind of some of the tools that are at our disposal these days. So, you know, that's, that's a really interesting part of what you, you know, you're, you're kind of giving everyone permission to share their experiences and find that place where there's that, that safe, respectful space to talk about these things and, and help people through. Yeah. And I mean, I want to congratulate you too on your, on your podcast, because I think, you know, if anytime you start something new, there's always, you know, a, a, I think a little bit of, you know, doubt and fear that creeps in. I know it did for me. And, um, you know, it takes courage to start something new. And I, but it's so worth it, right? I mean, it's so, it's so worth it to take that chance and to do something that you feel like, you know, makes a difference. So I, I just want to take a second and congratulate you on that because I know how much courage it takes. Well, I appreciate that. And it's, uh, it's been quite a trip. It's um, the, the podcast that I posted this week is a singer songwriter was a named Jeffrey Stryker. He was a, a, a marketing executive with Procter and Gamble and he just, decided he was going to be a singer songwriter he had some talent and he was going to nurture it and we were talking in the, in the pod about how you know to get one yes you have to hear 10 no's sometimes but but that one yes kind of takes the sting off the 10 no's and you don't think about the 10 no's you think about the one yes and if you can keep that kind of mentality it's a lot of fun like it really is so I, I appreciate oh, yeah. the kind words but I'm having a lot of fun doing this as well so well, that's when you know it's it's like a right fit because if you're having fun doing it, I always say, you know, it doesn't feel like work when you're doing something that you really love to do. And that's, I think, the secret, you know, to exploring your passions and your your curiosities is finding things that you feel, uh, you know, light you up, right? The things that you get lost in. Those are the things that you're passionate about. Those are the things you're meant to explore. So... Here we are, um, 49,000 followers deep into this Word Up With Jen uh, journey that you're on. And that's just Instagram. I, I didn't didn't go into TikTok to see, see what your metrics are there. But at this point, um, maybe it's not as big as you ever dreamt it was. Maybe, maybe you were dreaming bigger. Maybe it's way bigger than you ever dreamt. 
what is success today look like for you with this? Is it is it the 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 number of people that you touch and reach out and, and touch, or is it just every day you get up, you get to enjoy it, it puts a smile on your face? Yeah, that, that you basically just yeah summed it up for me. It's success to me now. It's it, you know at this age is about doing something or fulfilling my days with things that I love and that I feel like are making a difference. And, um, you know, my family, spending time with my family. Um, and, you know, that brings me happiness and doing things. That's why you see me dancing a lot because I love to dance and singing and all that kind of stuff. Um, but stepping outside of, you know, the family unit and all that and me as a person and what I feel like I was meant to do individually in this life is, um, you know, to, to help people um, live a happier and more fulfilled life. And so what I hope to get out of the Word Up or any of my social media channels is just to be able to inspire people every day, to connect with people, to hear their stories, um, and also to help them, you know, if they're feeling like I felt, you know, five, six years ago, and if they're feeling that pull, like they're meant to do something different or they're feeling unfulfilled or overwhelmed or like they want to know what they were put on this earth to do, that I can help guide them, that I can be a resource for them or, you know, just someone to listen to them that understands and to also give them solutions to to help them um, figure that out. And th that's really the purpose and the objective of my online courses will be is just to support people in their own journey based on the experience and the results that I've received and have witnessed in, in my life. What a great message Jen has kind of carved out for herself and, and she's really found her niche. Uh, like I said in the intro, you know, uh, 50,000 Instagram followers. Uh, I believe she's somewhere in the neighborhood of, a neighborhood of about 180,000 followers on TikTok. Um, you know, and she's using her, her smooth moves and, and her, uh, her sense of humor to, to get this message out across to, to people. It's, it's really interesting to see how one person's vision can manifest when, when she puts the work in and she speaks to that too. It takes some luck and, and you have to capitalize on the algorithms and what have you. But also if you put content out there that people want to watch, that has the message that people want to hear they will seek it out. They will find it. And, and there's no better example of that than, than Word Up With Jen. She's putting it out there and people are, are into it. They want to hear what she has to say because of the way she's putting it out there. So it's, uh, it's just a great story and, and really happy that Jen would, would sit down with us and, and give us a, a 45 minutes of her, of her time to, to go over it and, and help us understand a little bit more about her and and what she's trying to get across with this. And hopefully, you know, when people see see the the dancing lady on dance across their, their social media screens, you know, they'll they'll understand where she's coming from, where that place is, and what she's trying to, to get out into the world because it it's a message that, that people need to hear. Uh, it's it's really neat. Uh, we'll have uh, we'll have her social media hookups in, in the show links. Uh, in in the notes, so so please by all means uh, by check her out and and follow her and and you know my I've been following her for for a little while now and and it every day something comes across that that makes me smile and that's really why we should be in social media 
you know, to, to see things that make our life a little bit better instead of the other way around. Uh, we've had a really great run of guests here on the Second Act Podcast. Greg German was probably the, the I had the most um, interactions to date about the Stephanie Rosari Four Harsh Truths of Depression. And then I followed it right back up with uh, with Greg German, whose who's episode generated a ton of feedback. Uh, it was a great episode. If you, if you haven't listened to it, it's, uh, it's probably the one that's right before this one in the timeline, I think. And, uh, and we're starting to hit our stride. We're, we've got a couple of really, really good guests kind of in the queue. Um, names we're, we're going to keep under wraps for a little while until we can drop them in there. And, uh, and you know, uh, the Jeffrey Stryker one generated a ton of feedback. This, the, the Saskatchewan music scene will look after its own. That's one thing I've learned. So, um, you know, with Donnie Peronto and now Jeff Stryker coming, coming on, and uh, you know we participating in the in the marketing of this and, and getting the word out that they're on these things, it's been incredible and and a lot of fun to watch. So please again rate, like, subscribe, do all the things that you do. Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Good Pods. There's there's a million ways to consume this stuff, and uh, we just want to get it out to the people that want to hear it. As always, there's no wrong answer and there's no test at the end. So make the most out of every day. The Second Act Podcast would like to thank Ben Sound for the intro and outro music. Happy Rock. That is www.bensound.com. We'd also like to thank Chin Whiskers for the promotional consideration. You can find them at your local Tommy Guns, Original Barbershop, Amazon, or chinwhiskers.ca. And we would also like to thank you for listening.